Welcome to Wellness Life Legends of Pana, a mini podcast series that revolves around the stories that portray animals in a sense of awe and admiration and fear for some. These stories help us find out whether these may have affected and molded the modern world treatment of animals. Without much ado, I present to you Vishal and Shashwat, your hosts for Legend of Pana. So, let's dive in. Hey guys and welcome back to Wilderness Lives proud production Legends of Fauna. I am Vishal and I am Shashwat and our episode for the day is The Tale of Boars. Wild boars are actually very fascinating creatures and are native to India. Wild pigs first evolved in India around 30 million years ago and later spread throughout Europe, Central Asia and Africa. They spread to the Americas and died out and then were reintroduced after Columbus's arrival. In prehistoric times, people found out that young boars could be kept in the villages and bred. As the time went on, domesticated wild boars evolved into domesticated pigs. Adult wild pigs live to the age of 8 or 10. Around the size of farm pigs, they weigh around 100 pounds, stand about 2 and a half or 3 feet at the shoulder and reach lengths of about 4 to 5 feet including the pig-like tail. Large ones can reach a weight of 500 pounds and older boars in some areas have an average weight of 325 pounds. Covered by grayish, brownish or blackish hair and coarse bristles, wild pigs have tusks, straight tails, elongated snouts and erected ears. Domesticated pigs on contrary have little body hair, floppy ears, a spiraling tail and small or no tusks. Wild pigs have a strong sense of smell but not very good eyesight. They can often smell danger but especially in high grass they can't see where it is. When threatened, wild pigs can reach speed of 35 miles per hour. Even piglets are very quick. Large boars are generally solitary animals except in the mating season. Females and young males roam in groups called drifts. Males leave the drift when they are about a year old. Wild pigs like to wallow in mud to keep cool and suffocate parasites. They also rub themselves with scent and greet each other by sniffing each other's nose. Wild pigs rarely venture more than 8 kilometers from the place of their birth unless they are forced to by food shortages. In Hindu mythology, a very famous story was from the avatars of Vishnu. The avatar of Lord Vishnu in Hindu mythology was a boar called Varha has an interesting story behind it also depicting how sacred wild boars is for Hindu religion as it was the avatar of one of the three main gods the avatar was also one of the sacred dash avatar or the 10 incarnations of Lord Vishnu this avatar was also one of the sacred dash avatar or the 10 incarnations of Lord Vishnu Varha was the third of those 10 incarnations which took place in the satyug the varha avatar starts with the door keeps of lord vishnu lord vishnu lived in vaikuntha vaikuntha was guarded by two gatekeepers jaya and vijay they loved lord vishnu and felt honored that they were protecting him there were many people who came to visit lord vishnu and it was jaya's and vijay's job to allow every person who had grievance to see the lord They knew that Lord Vishnu's time was precious and could not be wasted. The wild boar was widespread throughout ancient Greece. Its ferociousness, destructiveness and strength made it a worthy opponent for the hunter and heroes of Greek mythology. 
fear of these wild beasts resulted in the legends arising to explain the nature and purpose of their being. Bows were often associated with certain gods or as sent by them to punish the human race. Artemis, the goddess of hunting, mountains and forests, is the most closely linked with the wild boar. As a wild and fierce animal, the boar was regarded as a symbol of one side of Artemis' nature capable of unleashing sudden, violent destruction on humans and property. The Caledonian boar was regarded as an instrument of her vengeance, sent by Artemis against King Oeneus because he had failed to offer her the first fruits of his harvest. Her sacred buildings were often decorated with images of boar's heads. The Caledonian boar was a monster in Greek mythology that existed during the Olympian age. It was sent by goddess Artemis to destroy the region of Caledon, which was in the central west part of Greece. Every year, Oneus, the king of the region, would make sacrifices to the gods, offering them a percentage of the harvest. It all started when one year he forgot to make a sacrifice to the goddess of hunt, Artemis, who was infuriated. To punish him and his people, Artemis sent a boar of monstrous size that caused devastation in the surrounding area. To save themselves from the beast, the people sought refuge inside the city walls, but soon hunger made its appearance. Oneus sent a message all over Greece asking for help to kill the boar and giving its pelt and tusk in return. A few brave men answered Oneus' call, including his son, Maligar as well as a fearless woman, Atlanta. In fact, it was her that caused the first blow to the beast, driving an arrow through its skin and thus triggering its eventual death. Maligar, who had fallen in love with Atlanta, said that she could get the pelt of the boar, but his uncles, who also participated in the hunt, protested. The prince, furious, slew them and offered it to Atlanta. When his mother learned what had happened, she burned the final brand that she tucked away after the fates had told her it would mean death of her son, causing Maligar's demise. As a result, Artemis managed to get her revenge from King Oneus. In Norse history and mythology, the wild boar is utilized symbolically in many different scenarios. The vast meanings of wild boars in Norse mythology provide the most diverse symbolic representation of all the cultures being observed. In one legend, a boar's head was the typical gift presented by the Danish king to the hero Beowulf for having slain the ogre Grindal. Within this context, the boar is seen as a foe as fierce as the ogre Grindal. The head of a boar was also used to symbolize the fierceness of battle. Around 1200 AD, Danish historian Saxo Grammaticus wrote the history of the Danes. One of his stories described the Battle of Bravala. Odin's battle device consisted of a boar's head and is thought to refer to military formations that resembled a swine head. In another context, the boar is portrayed as a magical creature with powers beyond the human realm. In this folklore, the Valkyries, or extravagantly adorned female warriors, serve the warriors of Valhalla meet from a boar named Sarimnir. Remarkably, the boar would come back to life before the next meal was to serve. Two of the Norse gods also used wild boars as sidekicks. Freyr, the Norse fertility god, possessed a wild boar named Gullinbursti. 
this war had bristles that glowed in dark and illuminated Freyr's path for travel. Freyr's sister Freya had a boar named Hildesvini that she would ride into battle. These two examples present the concept of wild boars as magical creatures capable of providing guidance and protection during conflict. Additionally, Eagle is one of the Norse mythology's most distinguished characters. He appears under many different names in mythological sources and heroic sagas. Eagle wore the images of a wild boar and bear and was named after both animals. In Japanese culture, the boar is widely seen as a fearsome and reckless animal to the point that several words and expressions in Japanese referring to recklessness include references to boars. The boar is the last animal of the oriental zodiac, with people born during the year of the pigs being said to embody the boar-like traits of determination and impetuosity. Among Japanese hunters, the boar's courage and defiance is a source of admiration and it is not uncommon for hunters and mountain people to name their sons after the animal Inoshishi. Boars are also seen as symbols of fertility and prosperity. In some regions, it is thought that boars are drawn to fields owned by families including a pregnant woman and hunters with pregnant wives are thought to have greater chances of success when boar hunting. The animal's link to prosperity was illustrated by its inclusion on the 10 yen note during the Meiji period and it was once believed that a man could become wealthy by keeping a clump of boar hair in his wallet. Wild pigs have two sets of tusks. The more fearsome set on the upper jaw is used primarily to push through the thorn bush. The sharper, small tusks are immediately below on the lower jaw. These are used in defense against attackers and in fights against other wild pigs. The upper tusks are sometimes called wetters. The tusk grows as long as a wild pig lives. The lower tusks, which jut upwards at an angle, are kept sharp and dangerous and the proper length by continual grinding against the upper tusks that grow out sideways. Both bows and sows have tusks. Did you know attacks by wild bows are sometimes mistaken by homicides because they look like stab marks? Wild pigs have yielded meat, grease, soap, head cheese and sausage. Their bristles have been used in brushes and their tusks have been carved like ivory. Farmers and ranchers sometimes regard wild pigs as blessings, as they sometimes clear away underbrush and weeds by eating them and their roots and getting rid of snakes. Generally, though they are regarded as pests, wild boars are fond of rice and a variety of vegetables. Hunters shoot boars for sport and for vermin control. Thousands are killed each year. Boars reach sexual maturity at a young age and produce large liquors, so there is a little danger for boars going extinct. In many places, their population is increasing. In the town of Yamada, only six were killed in 1989, while more than 700 were killed in 2006. The attitude of the Jews towards pigs However, was not strikingly different than that of other people in the ancient Near East. The Syrians neither sacrificed nor ate pigs, and if a man touched a pig, he was unclean for the rest of the day. Among the Egyptians also, touching a pig was unclean, and swineherds were a class almost of untouchables, forbidden even to enter a temple. 
Once a year, however, pigs were sacrificed to Osiris and to the moon, and at that time their flesh was eaten. Thus, the eating of pork at the proper time was a sacramental act. There is in myth a tendency for things to mean or to be also their opposite. The pig's very holiness makes it unclean. Another example of pig's holiness is the fact that Jews were forbidden to kill pigs as well as to eat them. With the Hebrews, however, as their religion grew more anthropomorphic and more transcendent, the holiness of the pig lost its roots, while the sense of uncleanness remained, a sense reinforced by the affinity of the pig for mud. It remained for Christianity and Peter's dream for the next logical step, the demotion of the pig from unclean animal to simply one of God's creatures placed here for the benefit of mankind. The wild boar features significantly in Irish mythology. Although it is a shy, placid creature, in mythology, it came to be associated with ferocity, courage, and the warrior. Perhaps this is because it defended itself so fiercely when hunted, thus earning so much admiration and its place in legend and song. In Irish mythology, Torc Triath was the king of boars, an otherworldly creature who belonged to the goddess Brigid. It is thought that he could be cognate with boars of Welsh legend, Tuirch Tuirth, the son of Tared Vledig, the Prince of Wales, who had been cursed and transformed into a wild boar. He was hunted by King Arthur and his hound Cabal and was driven into the sea off the Cornish coast where he perished. Perhaps he swam to Ireland instead and took refuge with our kindly brigade. Over the years, wild boars have come and gone from the extinction list. For example, in the 17th century, Ireland had hunted wild boars to the end. Wild boars are primarily in the wildlife trade for their tusks and skin. Wild boars may be ancestors to domesticated pigs, but they are still different from them. Over the years, the trade has gone down but still possesses a significant threat to the boars. Well, what do you think led to that? Leave us a message and let us know what you think about it. Today, we stop here and come back in the next episode with something new. Till then, stay safe, stay wild, and we will see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. You will find us in your playlist every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday at 6 p.m. If you like Wilderness Lives, Legend of Fauna, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends and family. You can also visit our website www.thewildernesslife.com to know more about us. Or you can always follow our official Instagram and Facebook pages at the rate wilderness underscore life or register to our medium publication The Wilderness Life to keep updated with our work. See you guys soon with yet another episode.